I'm Tanya J. Powers for Fox News Radio, and today I'm spending a few moments with Melissa Fitzgerald. If that name rings a bell, it's because you probably saw her on The West Wing. She played C.J. Craig's assistant, Carol Fitzpatrick. Melissa is now the senior director of Justice for Vets. We recently got a chance to talk, and among the topics, the 10-year anniversary of the show's finale. Which is shocking to me, actually. I it has flown by. Yes, it doesn't seem like it's that long. And it's funny when you go back and you look at old episodes, because the first to admit, I've seen the, the, the entire series more than once. Uh, a total geek about the whole thing. But when you, I it, love it. There's a lot of stuff that's still pretty relevant to stuff going on now. Oh, a tremendous amount of things are still relevant from the show. And and that was one of the great things about working on that show is that it was, um, I think, socially relevant at the time and remains so. And I think it really was a love letter to public service and really the nobility of public service. And I find that sort of one of the lasting positives uh, about the show, and there are so many, um, but one of the lasting is having so many young people come up to me, and now that I live here in D.C., and say, I was inspired to get involved in public service because of the West Wing. And and that I always find very heartening. Do people still stop you on the street and say, you're Carol? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, some people call me Carol. I continue to and forget that that's not my actual name. But um, yeah, and, and what's fun is it's a lot of young people, too, now because of Netflix. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know how many times I've I've rewatched certain episodes or you know some of my favorites or whatever simply because they're available online on streaming. Uh, yeah. You know, you had you had such a fun seemingly fun character. Was it a lot of fun to play? Because, I mean, Allison Janney is such an amazing actress, not to mention the rest of the people you got to start with. Yeah, it was a pretty remarkable opportunity for me, especially as a young actor, which I'm, I'm not anymore, obviously, young or an actor. But, <laughs> but at the time, it was it was a really remarkable. I remember um, going to, they have table readings where you, the new script comes out and the actors gather around a table and the producers are there and the writers and the heads of every department and you listen to the script to get read out loud. And I remember one of the first uh, table readings, I was I just had to pinch myself. I thought, I'm sitting here reading a script with Martin Sheen, Alice and Janney, Richard Schiff, Bradley Whitford, and I just stalker Channing. It was just, um, I felt so fortunate. And, and reading Aaron Sorkin's script, no less. So um, it was an incredible opportunity. And I haven't rewatched the show. Um, you know, Josh Molina, who played Will Bailey, actually has a podcast on right now, The West Wing Weekly. And I started listening to that. They're going through each episode starting from the pilot and every week listening to a new episode and then talking about it and having different guests on. And um, I started rewatching the episodes and listening to the podcast. And that's been really fun. Um, and that was, gosh, 16, 17 years ago now, the beginning. Wow. Um, and Alice and Janney and I rewatched the pilot together a couple months ago. And uh, and neither of us had seen it in years Um I think probably for me since it had been on. And first of all, I thought the pilot really held up. And I don't always love pilots, but this one was really exceptional. And um, the But the thing that really struck me, um, one of our other friends was watching it with us, and she's like, wow, you guys were so young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wrong thing to say. Thanks, guys. We're yeah, I, I, I think any time you can work in sudden arboreal stop to a, to a script... <laughs> Uh, it changes pretty much the face of, of TV at that point. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I, I think that's neat that you guys still, you know, you still have something to do with the other cast members. I think viewers, when we see something like this, especially an iconic show, we, we really want to think that you guys are getting together with holiday cards and, and everything and keeping in touch. It just makes us feel better for some reason. Well, we are. And this was... Um 
really it's a family it was really we were a lot more than co-workers we were really a family and 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 i think there are many reasons for that but martin sheen and and john spencer were certainly two of those important reasons um you know they they were like the parents of 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 all of us and really set an example for all of us not only about professionalism but how we treat each other and how we treat every single member of the cast and crew um it was pretty remarkable and and i remember you know martin saying at one point because a lot of times on sets it's it's not that way and background artists sometimes eat different food in different places than the um regular cast and um and I remember Martin saying, you know, we're a family. Families eat together. And from that point on, which was very early, we all ate together and we really were a family. And we've stayed, remained that way. And one of the great things that, that Martin Sheen has given to all of us is, you know, he is on a march towards social justice. And he has taken us all along with him just by his example. And uh, the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing now with Justice for Vets is because Martin Sheen has been, one of the reasons is Martin Sheen has been a champion of treatment courts for many years, more than 20 years. And, uh, you know, he's the one in 2011 who asked me to speak at their national conference. And I came on board and um, and really haven't looked back in a way since then. And and then all the other the other members of the cast have joined along. And recently, I mean, they've done so much for Justice for Vets um, and for treatment courts in general. We've done a public service video, which is wonderful, and it's up on our website, which is justiceforvets.org. And it really is a wonderful public service video with the entire cast. And they have done events for us, and we honored the cast at our national conference just a few weeks ago in Anaheim um, and inducted Martin Sheen into the hall, Treatment Court Hall of Fame. Tell me a little bit about these these treatment courts, because I, I, people may have had a passing knowledge, but this is this is an, uh, an alternative uh, to incarceration for veterans, right? Absolutely. Well, you know, the, the treatment court model began over 25 years ago, and it is the most studied, most successful criminal justice model in the history of our country. And veterans treatment courts are based on the drug court model. They're hybrids of drug and mental health courts. Veterans treatment courts are alternatives to incarceration for veterans who struggle with the transition home, get in trouble with the law because of substance use disorder, mental health disorder and or trauma, they can receive treatment and accountability instead of incarceration. And these are rigorous programs. They are definitely difficult, structured programs that require the the veteran participants to meet marks, to show up in the first phase weekly in front of the judge. Um, And, you know, it's a combination of rewards and sanctions. And uh, they're incredibly successful programs. They save the taxpayer money. They reduce crime. And they return healthy veterans to our communities where we need them. We need them to be parents. We need them to be teachers. We need them in our communities. And veterans treatment courts are returning them there. I'm glad you pointed out the the need for the the help with the mental health and the veterans because I know that, I mean, we've seen the nightmare stories about what's happening at the VA, and we everybody's pretty much in agreement about the fact that they aren't being treated nearly as well as they could be, not just not just by the VA, but in general. Uh, there, there has to be something more. You 
you aren't just an advocate for this. You are the senior director of Just for Justice for Vets. I mean, that's putting your money where your mouth is. Absolutely. And I think this is a moment in our nation's history where that's required. Um, and I feel honored and fortunate to be able to do that. And absolutely, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm in it. <laughs> and I stopped acting. I moved from Los Angeles to to the D.C. area, and I'm doing this, and I feel very fortunate. And one of the best parts of my job is to I get to travel around the country and visit uh, different veterans' treatment courts and meet the participants and their families, and I get to see the results of the work that we're doing. And these are men and women who have been instilled with the values that most of us all aspire to, honor, duty, leadership, respect, courage. And I just feel incredibly honored, fortunate to be able to work on their behalf. Tell me about uh, some of the ones that have, because you, you do get to go and visit visit these people and see the, their families and the effect that this kind yeah. of stuff, these treatment courts have on them. Give me an example of, of someone's life that you were just so touched by. Well, one of the inspirations for me doing this job, other than Martin Sheen, was a, a dear friend of mine, uh, Sergeant Tommy Riemann, uh, was in a, a documentary that I co-executive produced called Halfway Home and profiled returning veterans uh, dealing with with post-traumatic stress disorder. And Tommy is a Silver Star recipient. And when you read the accounts of, of his service, it's remarkable. He you know, suffered 11 shrapnel wounds, was, was shot several times, refused to be carried off till all his men were carried off. He used his body as a human shield. And, you know, as I mentioned, he received the Silver Star. He was also acknowledged by President Bush in the State of the Union address and given a, a standing ovation that lasted several minutes. He had an action figure after him, a video game after him. I mean, truly an American hero. The entire time he was struggling with post-traumatic stress disorder and self-medicating with alcohol and drugs to cope, his life fell apart. He lost his family. His wife left, took the children, and after a night of heavy drinking and taking pills, he left a suicide note, and he drove his truck into a tree and survived. But he was facing charges for a DUI. And at the time, there were no veterans treatment courts in North Carolina where he lived. And I remember speaking with him, and it was the exact same moment that the opportunity for me to take over this position came up. And I don't think that was an accident. Um, and I talked to Tommy and he said, you have to do this job, Melissa, because I'm going to go to jail and I want to make sure that other veterans don't have to go through what I have to go through. And I'm going to help you. I, of course, did take the job. And during that time, the very first veterans treatment court opened in North Carolina. Tommy was given the opportunity to participate in that program where he received the structure, the treatment, and the mentoring that he needed to get his life back. And he did, and I'm very happy to say I was able to attend Tommy's graduation the day after Veterans Day, not this year, but last year. And um, it's probably one of the happiest days of my life, for sure, and I'm sure of his, too. And he now is living a life that he's incredibly proud of. And and I think we are all lucky that he's living that life. He's a, a very involved, wonderful father. He's a great friend. He has certainly helped support the work that we are doing at Justice for Vets and, and really been there for me. And he is executive director of a national nonprofit that helps veterans called the Independence Fund. So that's an example of someone 
who makes his community and our country far better by being back in the community healthy, receiving treatment, and contributing. And he's contributing an enormous amount. I mean, he is providing services for thousands of veterans who have been wounded. So, you know, I think that's an example, and it's just one example. And today, there are 13,000, over 13,000 veterans, just like Tommy Riemann, who are receiving life-saving treatment in the over 260 veterans treatment courts across this country. Wow. That is that is amazing. That is that is some progress. Uh, Melissa, I know that's all the time I have with you, but I really appreciate you, you giving me a few minutes to tell me about this today. And uh, and. Uh, please keep keep us in mind if we can ever you know help you out with a story with with stuff like this. I, I would love to do more on this. We would love that. Thank you so much, and thank you for giving voice to this because I think these programs are so successful, and I think we all want to honor our veterans, and we have tremendous gratitude for their service. And there are no there's no better way than saying thank you than by supporting programs that work for our veterans and their families, programs like Justice for Vets. I've been spending a few moments today with Melissa Fitzgerald, who's now the Senior Director of Justice for Vets. I'm Tanya J. Powers. This is Fox News Radio. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.